Hey, hey, everyone. I hope you are having a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious day. I have with me Nashville's own badass, brilliant fitness star, Cash Weddle. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. So, Cash, I really believe strongly in uh, setting up our morning routine for the next events that come. I believe it's important to have them in a positive way. So I wanted to ask you, what does your morning routine look like? Unfortunately, I might be a big disappointment on this because <laughs> um, running a gym, I get up at about 4.15, uh, you know, get ready, stumble to the coffee pot, um, <laughs> and I I will sit down. I do try to take a few moments just to be still. Yeah. Um, so you are just like the us. You stumble to the coffee pot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I will check my sleep score from my aura ring and my readiness sure. score. Um, and then, yeah, I will wander from there to the news, to email. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, um, so most of my time for myself is actually in the midday because okay. I have to get to work by 530 and right. be on for everybody. So. Oh, I get that. Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine. So what inspired you to become a fitness professional? Honestly, injuries. So I played college basketball mm-hmm. and blew uh, – Tore my ACL three times in two years and spent a lot of my time in the weight room on my own because it was something I could do to feel Mm -hmm. like I was moving forward. And so I just realized that I liked that feeling of setting goals, achieving them, the feeling like I, you know, I will say to this day, the weight room is the one place that I build the most self-respect for myself. Mm -hmm. And so... I just think I got a bit of that in college, and then there were no female strength coaches then. And I'm like, I want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And what was it like to be handed a college diploma after all that? For me, that's been – it was kind of surreal because I am still the only person in my family to get a degree. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it was because of a sports scholarship, now, did you ever feel like giving up when you were Absolutely. going to Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, I went to North Carolina State to play basketball. That's mm-hmm. where I had all the injuries. And I wasn't playing, and I had to redshirt my first year, and I was just, like, really depressed and down. And mm-hmm. so I did transfer to the University of Evansville, and I continued to play, and I did graduate. But it really took a lot to come yeah. from a family that that's not, you know, ingrained in you, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it took everything I had just to finish that. <laughs> But sure. I'm so glad I did. Yeah, absolutely. And so what what advice would you give kids right now in college? Find your support systems. I think that was what coaches were for me, a guidance counselor. Just surround yourself with people that care about themselves enough to care about you. Mm-hmm. That's great. And was it always a dream of yours to open your own gym? Because you have TNB Fitness and you have New Beginning Center, which are Amazing. How did this dream become you know, in part? <laughs> another funny story. Um, you know, I, I really wanted to be a college strength coach. So upon graduating, I went and volunteered my time at the University of Tennessee for two years. 
But uh-huh. I did get to work with two national championship women basketball teams and multiple other sports, and I learned a ton. So it was really a great investment in my future. Mm-hmm. And then, then I got my first full-time job at Kent State, and then I went to Purdue for five years and then Vanderbilt. And so really that was my ultimate goal all along was to be a high-level strength and conditioning coach mm-hmm. at the collegiate level. But it really is a male-dominated profession, and yeah. I realized I'm not getting any further than where I am now. And that was about 37 years old. And I just decided that I feel like I can do more in life than this. That's amazing. And so tell us, what, what, is, um, what does TNB stand for? <laughs> TNB doesn't technically stand for anything. And I've been trying for years to figure out what it could stand for, so if you have any good thoughts on that. But <laughs> okay. All right, so- everyone listening, I want you to email her and let her know what you think. Help her out here, okay? <laughs> I love it. The, the way so- it came around was the nonprofit Mm-hmm. which is the New Beginning Center. We help women with fitness, nutrition, and behavior change coaching, regardless mm-hmm. of their ability to pay for that. And so like Love 85% it. of the women in our program are on full scholarship. That so the amazing. New Beginning Center was what we started with, and, mm-hmm. and TNB Fitness is a social enterprise, which means that 20% of what our paying members pay each month goes to the nonprofit and women in, the, in that group. So I just wanted the logos to look the same, and honestly, I think a lot of business owners out there would know that you don't have all the time in the world to wait to come up with the right name. <laughs> you mm-hmm. just got to file the paperwork and get going. <laughs> I get that. That's awesome. And so I I went there. I saw your gym. It's amazing. And I saw what you do for these women in the New Beginning Center, and I kind of went through what they go through, which is absolutely incredible and inspiring and empowering. How did you create the program? Yeah, so there are really three components to the program. There's the fitness component, there's the nutrition coaching component, and then there's what we used to call self-actualization. We could call it, you know, life coaching. And so the strength part was just really, you know, at this point, 28 years of experience of knowing what works and what doesn't and knowing how to regress or progress based on what population we're working with. Um, I did want to choose safe, benign exercises for women, and I also wanted to you know, building strength is a priority. Right. We did not want to like just drive them into the ground and mm-hmm. make give them another bad fitness experience. Sure. Um, so that's the program design. But then the nutrition is a habit based program. So we know that you know you try to do too much at once, you fail at everything. So right. it's a slow one habit at a time. Yep. And you know, giving feedback and reinforcing and finding solutions to problems. It's really, you know, nutrition coaching is not. It's, it's it's simple. People know. People usually know what is healthy and what is not. Right. What they need is systems and structure in their right. life to be able to do it mm-hmm. and the right mindset to feel like, you know, it doesn't have to be perfection or nothing. Yes. The all and, or nothing mindset. I mean, I found myself in that, too. Yeah. Well, we all do. And it's funny. Yeah. Nutrition is one thing that we expect to be perfect at, but it's like nobody ever, nobody ever is perfect all the time. That's neurotic. Um, And then the life coaching or the self-actualization part really came from when I was at Vanderbilt and during the summers, only the strength coach can really interact with the basketball, with the players. Mm -hmm. And this was with the basketball team. And so they're like, okay, you're a team building personal development coach. I'm like, okay, well, what do I wish I knew when I was in college that would have made my life a lot easier? Mm -hmm. 
And so we did, you know, we read the four agreements, a complaint-free life. We did personal mission statements and just started dealing with, like, you know, what's in your circle of influence versus your circle of concern? What can you control? How can you communicate better? And that's what our curriculum is to this day. That's great. And what would you tell anybody? You know, because I know in the past in my life, I was kind of a cardio junkie, not realizing that, man, you, Danielle, you got you to gotta start weight training. It's imperative. So, you know, some women are, oh, my gosh, I can't lift weights. I'm going to get too bulky. What would you say to them? I think that's the biggest mistake you can make. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we could go <laughs> into the science that, I mean, honestly, too much steady state cardio makes you hungrier. It mm-hmm. increases cortisol level, which cortisol breaks down muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I rarely program tons of cardio, I, ever, never tons, right? We do yeah. some conditioning, we do, but the bulk of what we do is strength training, and if you really want to, you know, the name of the game in aging well and looking good is mm-hmm. build as much muscle as you can and then eat a diet that sustains that yeah. and, and, and nurtures you. That's great. That is great. What is one thing your business venture did that you were not expecting? I think it just connect me to so many people. I think it's mm-hmm. a unique situation in that I get to work with some of the heavy hitter women in Nashville who can get things yeah. done in the TMB fitness side, but then I get to go out and talk to people and meet all kinds of people with mm-hmm. the nonprofit side. So I never, I mean, it's funny. I can remember it like it was yesterday, 2005, rolling into Nashville. Yeah. For my job at Vanderbilt, it's like, oh, my God, you don't know anybody. It's like it seems so big. Sure. And now it's like it seems so I, – I, I know people everywhere. That's great. And, and it's just been nice to kind of come out of my shell a bit. And For sure. That's awesome. What advice would you give musicians, rock stars on the road who, one, don't put their health a priority, and two, who want to but they just don't know where to start, and you know – in that environment of rock and roll, mm-hmm. music in general, there's a lot of alcohol, and you're just around it all the time. Everyone wants to party with you. They want to give you drinks. So what advice would you give them? Well, one thing is I never take alcohol away from clients because mm-hmm. that's a for sure way for them to quit. Yeah. <laughs> and I, my philosophy is if they can start feeling better with some other other things we're doing, they will instinctively start to drink less Hmm. um the big thing and like really protein eating out is hard and this goes back to that systems if you don't have a system to have the food ready you're probably not going to have a lot of good options Um, but if you can get protein in every time you eat a palm sized serving of protein i mean that could be double up your chicken at chipotle that could be i mean like that could be having whey protein with you on the road just eat it you don't have to like it but you do, your body does need that. Suffer through it, right? <laughs> and that protein will satiate you, make you feel full longer, which then will automatically displace other things. Oh, you won't have good. the appetite for them. That's good. I like that. So speaking of music, what is one song that makes you feel like you can conquer the world? Well, I'm a country music fan. Okay. <laughs> and so my, the song that I love, uh, The Only Way I Know. By Jason Aldean. Mm. It's a uh, yeah. It gets me revved up. I love it. That's awesome. Cash, you rule. 
thank you so much for being here. Thank you for these bits of wisdom for everyone. I know they're all excited to listen. So to all of you, no matter what you're trying to accomplish in life, there's only one magic pill. It's called work. And always remember, it's a long way to the top, baby, if you want to rock and roll. <laughs>